welcome back to Review of Mania. My name is Rob, along with Zach. Yo. Our Japanese Review of Mania spotlight thing continues. All the bonus episodes. Yes. So, today, we are going to be looking at the life and career and times of Kota Ibushi. Current New Japan... Current New Japan wrestler. Surprisingly enough. Yes. What can you tell me about Kota Ibushi as someone who knows of him, but haven't really watched much of his matches? Uh, So, Kota Ibushi is kind of like... uh the big success story of Japanese independent wrestling, I would say, because he basically, he started out his career in DDT pro, which is a fairly big promotion in Japan, but it's still an independent promotion. Um, he was a standout there, uh, got, um, and from his work there was invited to take part in larger organizations like new Japan and Noah and all Japan and traveled the world as well making stops in like chikara and all sorts of other places and uh so from that standpoint he's one of i would say he's a big standout from the japanese independent promotion standpoint a lot of those guys who work independently stay independent and there's enough work in japan to do that for a lot of these guys uh, but he was driven enough to go to higher standards. Now, uh, Kota Ibushi also has had several injuries in his career, and that well, one time it was thought that he was going to basically retire from being a full-time wrestler, but then uh, showed up in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, and from there started rocking it in New Japan again. It's just um, crazy to think that Kota Ibushi in a WWE tournament of sorts yeah yeah because he's certainly not um <clears throat> what you would think of as a, as a wwe um guy he's very hard-hitting um his acrobatics are amazing um but in in the wwe system you kind of can be the flippy guy or you can be the hard-hitting guy but you can't be both um and coda is a guy who epitomizes being both um also really didn't want to sign anywhere permanently he was a freelancer with new japan for a long time um and a lot of people thought that that kind of held him back in his career um but when aew started he uh signed with new japan which a lot of people found surprising because he's so close with kenny omega yeah explain that so well first off what are what are the moves that he's known for or perfect uh the moves that he's known for so he is known for being one of those guys who like does like the phoenix splashes and the 630 centons um but as far as uh like moves that are like physically impressive but um also like strength wise uh he's known for doing a, this move called the phoenix plex uh which is basically a bridging uh backwards power bomb oh is that really- what that was yeah. Okay, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought he was going to break Kenny Omega's neck. Mm. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that he's really known for now is his knee strikes. Uh, he has a move in New Japan called the Kamagoye, uh, which is basically mm. a uh, wrist 
lock into uh, a knee strike to the nose. It looks brutal. Hmm. What um, what memorable feuds or anything has he been in? Because like that's the thing. Like if today we're looking at two matches, but I mean, these are obviously two matches in a line of who knows how many that are worth right. watching. Um, he had a fairly lengthy um teaming and feuding with Kenny Omega. Uh, they were part of a tag team called the Golden Lovers in uh, DDT and their work together uh, led them to both working for New Japan. Um, for a time, they won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions together as uh, as the Golden Lovers. Um, and then they started to kind of feud with each other because um, whenever they would have a match with each other in, in, in DDT and stuff like that, um, Kota Ibushi was always the person who would come out on top. So he was considered to be the better of the two of them. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty sort of situation, but it was more like out of these two, ta- out of the, these two people in the tag team, Kenny Omega is impressive, but Kota Ibushi is more so. Um, and there's actually a whole documentary um, that maybe we should watch at some point about Kenny Omega that was done by Canada. Um, yeah. It was done by the Canadian version of the SPN. And it kind of explains a little bit about the Golden Lovers on uh, television, how in some ways it's uh, was kind of like a uh, romance, a romance between the two of them as well <laughs> in, in, in some ways. Um, but uh, that's probably his most notable feud. He also had a very lengthy feud in DDT um, with El Generico. Um, Sami Zayn, which is Sami Zayn, uh, he's had a series of matches with Yoshiko, uh, one of which we were going to watch today. Um, he's had uh, many feuds with um, Shinsuke Nakamura in New Japan as well. That's probably uh, what really got him over in uh, New Japan. Um, he also had a lengthy feud with Tiger the Dark when he. Pl- played um tiger mask w on uh new japan television still so weird to see that yeah i mean so he's kodobushi is also the newest version of uh tiger mask although tiger mask 4 is still going hmm well there you go uh anything else we should know about kodobushi that i haven't brought up or asked um, he's very handsome. He is. He is I, very dreamy. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think we should probably, he's, he's also very funny in the ring. Uh, he, since, hence he worked in, uh, DDT, which is ostensibly a comedy, uh, promotion. True. All right. Well, let's get into our first match with Kota Ibushi versus Killer Doll. From DDT. <laughs> so the killer doll is named uh, Yoshiko, and Yoshiko <laughs> is a multi-time champion uh, of the uh, heavy metal weight championship in uh, DDT, uh, and is known for dressing up as various wrestlers. There's been like a great Muda version. There's been an American badass Undertaker version. 
Uh, the one that's in this match is very clearly based off of Hulk Hogan. Yes. So, <clears throat> when I saw this title, this match, I was like, huh, must be a Chucky ripoff or something. Who wrestles or something? I don't know. I thought, you know, because you hear stuff like in, Japan, uh, in in Mexico, all the different things. So, I thought maybe it's like a mini or, you know, something. I was so wrong. A CPR dummy of some kind, of a human-looking thing with bazookas around his neck. Uh, the ref touches the gun, and it shoots out a missile. The ref checks the second cannon, and out pops confetti. The check ref's killer doll for foreign objects and pulls out all kinds of stuff. The ref then finally, uh, finally gets the guns off the shoulders, and thoroughly checks for any extra weapons, and then finds none, and is happy and allows the match to start. That was great. I tried showing this to my wife, and she was very confused. <laughs> <clears throat> the bell rings. The killer in killer doll's corner. He's in the corner and doesn't even put up a fight. Ibushi slowly approaches killer doll and locks up and gets the better. And the ref starts to count, but Ibushi backs off. A side headlock and an impressive arm drag, but killer doll gets the leg scissors across the throat of Ibushi. Ibushi then gets out with a handstand. And gets another side headlock. Abushi tries for a whip, but the dummy puts up a fight and puts on the brakes. And he gets a front face lock on Abushi, who is struggling towards the ropes, but finally gets there. But Killer Doll refuses to break the hold, but eventually does. So clearly a heel. <clears throat> a spring forward drop kick into the doll, and then a moonsault to the outside by Abushi. The young boys check on the condition of the dummy, but Ibushi uh, has no heart and attacks the dummy on the outside. Back in the ring, Ibushi applies a sleeper hold, and the doll almost makes it to the ring, but Ibushi pulls it back in. The ref checks the arm of Killer Doll, but it stays up. Ibushi then applies a single leg crab, but but uh, Killer Doll makes it to the ropes. Ibushi applies an ankle lock. And then applies a modified figure four and slaps uh, Killer Doll across the face as the ref checks to make sure Killer Doll doesn't give up. Abushi with a whip, but Killer Doll's leg falls out of the underneath him and he just lands face first on the mat. Just awful looking. The ref is very concerned. Abushi then applies a modified figure four and the crowd is clapping and behind Killer Doll who makes it to the ropes to break the hold. Abushi tries for a suplex, but can't get it up as Killer Doll is sandbagging him. But he finally gets up, but Killer Doll reverses and gets his hands wrapped around Abushi for a German suplex. Killer Doll rips off his shirt, and he is pumped up, and he does a double backflip moonsault to the top rope with a huge amount of hang time to Abushi on the floor. It was amazing! <laughs> Killer Doll then hits a huge tilt-a-whirl hurricanrana. That would make Rey Mysterio proud for a two count. Killer Doll seemingly able to counter Ibushi at every turn. Gets a huge package pile driver for a near fall. The crowd is firmly behind Killer Doll at this point. Killer Doll <laughs> then out of nowhere hits a huge tornado DT with five whole rotations for a near fall on Ibushi. Again, doing a leech of Libre wrestlers everywhere proud. Killer Doll climbs to the top rope. But Ibushi, Ibushi hits a flying Pele kick 
uh, and then several boots, <clears throat> and then a crossbody block. It's turned into a flipping fallaway slam. It was amazing. Um, Babushi is able to the ropes. But he's able to the center. Killer Doll is able to uh, summon the strength to reverse a figure four on Abushi. Abushi hits a bridging German suplex for a two count. Killer Doll is crumbled up on the mat, not tired, as Abushi taunts him and kicks him for good measure. They slam, and then Abushi climbs to the top rope. But Killer Doll's corner man holds up Abushi's leg and allows Killer Doll to get around to the shoulders of Killer, uh, to get around the shoulders of Abushi. And it's a reverse Frankensteiner, but Abushi lands on his feet and kicks all the cornermen off the apron. Uh, he tries for a wheelbarrow German suplex, but can't lift Killer Doll. Doll runs up the turnbuckle, but Abushi is able to hold on to both men, flip Abushi, sends, lands on his feet, and is able to hit a bridging German suplex. An amazing move. It was awesome. He like went to go for a German suplex, and he backflipped onto his feet, and then finally hit another one. Uh, Killer Doll kicks out at 2.5 though. I don't even know how he kicked out. Both men are now on their knees, trading slaps, as the crowd is chanting along. Finally, Ibushi hits a uh, Rodonko. It's been a drop kick. I don't know. A Rodonko. Yes. Rodonko. <laughs> Sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Yes. Uh, Killer Dolls wingman distract the ref and hits a pile driver on Ibushi for a two count. I can't figure out if Killer Doll is a good guy or a bad guy. His corner is helping him out a lot during the match. Killer Doll is living up to the name at first. As I've ever never seen uh, I've never seen Killer Doll as he hits five Canadian destroyer pile drivers. Or sorry, eight Canadian destroyer pile drivers. At one time, one after another. <laughs> yes, the infinite destroy, as the announcer yells. Yes. So he's adding a new layer of devastation. Somehow, Abushi is able to kick out, though. The later pile drivers must have not been as effective. I don't know. Petey Williams was probably pissed. He's like, you're stealing my gimmick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Doll tries for another tilt-a-whirl, Huracrana, but Ibushi turns it into multiple power bombs, all of Chris Jericho. Ibushi then climbs the top rope, but Killer Doll stops Ibushi and hooks him for a superplex, but Ibushi is able to lift Killer up and drive him across the ring with a front suplex. He then hits a 450 splash to pick up the win. Your winner, Ibushi. I... Love this match. And um, if it's not clear from the way that Rob is describing it, Kota Ibushi is wrestling himself in this entire match. Yes, and then they had uh, the guys dressed in black who we weren't yes. supposed to be able to see. All the Kabuki plays. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's basically him wrestling a sex doll. And yes. it was amazing because like things like arm drags and like bulldogs and like a lot of moves he made look like oh wow someone's actually there with him step for step it was mm -hmm. actually very well done um and it was a little weird at first but after a while it's like man this is awesome um it was it was a lot of fun to watch and i thought it was yeah. really unique 
Well, see, there's a there's an old saying in wrestling that a person can go out there and wrestle a broom and make it look good. Um, and I think DDT basically was like, all right, we have some guys here that can wrestle anything and make it look good. So let's have them wrestle an inanimate object. And so Yoshiko is like a recurring character. Um, Kenny Omega actually killed Yoshiko at one point. Oh, that bastard. Uh, in, a, in a match, he did the Zangief uh, spinning pile driver from Street Fighter <laughs> on to Yoshiko and broke it, its head off. <laughs> Um, and so uh, a second Yoshi please, had to... please tell me they like stop the match put up an X and like people in a stretcher came running down no and like young no. boys were checking on him no 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 that was him with the end a mist of... no that was the end of the match damn uh, so spring with a cold uh, compound so a, a, a new Yoshiko had to be uh, acquired in order for the character to continue oh, uh, and man. this is yeah yeah, it was really and, fun. Um, I love the cr- fact that the crowd got into it and was treating it like uh, there was a killer doll chant. Yeah. Yoshiko, Yoshiko. <laughs> uh, it was great. I was like, what the heck? But yeah, I tried to turn this to my wife and she was confused and like stopped watching after five minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, there are certain people, um, Jim Cornette being one of them, uh, that would be like, uh, this is why wrestling is not in a good place anymore. Oh, whatever. Um, Like, wrestling's ever been in a good place. Give me a break. Yeah, that's true. But, like, it's just, like, this is is just amazing work by a single individual to uh, really show what their craft is like. Yeah. it's just like the having a a doll basically give you a a suplex and it making it look good or a ddt or uh nine different uh canadian destroying destroyers <laughs> and yeah, i was like holy all... crap i would have been so dizzy <laughs> no kidding and my legs like tired like oh my god yeah look at the core strength you need to bounce up like that yeah, so um, you know, I this was this was the first ever Kota Ibushi match that I had ever watched, um, and I was just like, "Whoa, this guy is like the greatest wrestler who has ever lived, since he can make a doll look like an actual person and make it look believable." I was just like blown away. Yeah. All right. Well, I really enjoyed the match. I would say go check it out. I will leave a link to it on our webpage, reviewomania.com, where hopefully you're listening to this, or if you found this on Spotify, go check it out. We'll leave a link. But, uh, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun at the end of the day. Like, you know, it was taken seriously, and the crowd made it, took it seriously, so it was a lot of fun, you know. It's one of those things where it's like turn your brain off, and just get into the moment. These are one of those matches. Yeah. All right. Definitely. So, are you ready to get into our second match? Yes. <clears throat> Next up is Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi, DDT Budokan, Peter Pan 2012. 
and man, I was so confused trying to watch this at first. I thought my speakers were broken. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm checking everything. Like, no, it just turns out they muted the entrances because of music. Like, yeah. Probably copyrighted or something, but I was so confused. I was like, I said, what happened? It was just doing something yeah. else sound. Well, see, this is what really makes it look like an indie promotion because they don't have, like, songs that are licensed and stuff for them and stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, what is the Budokan Peter Pan? Is it it's a what I, Um, I don't know. I'm going to be com- entirely honest with you. Um... Th- DDT has several tournaments that they do throughout the year, one of which is like the King of DDT. Um, and then, and so I think this is part of that, or this could have been an anniversary show. They have a couple of big shows like that during the year. Gotcha. Okay. Well, either way, I was shocked to see a very young and sexy Kenny Omega. Uh, this is, this is blonde Kenny Omega. Yeah, this is, this is uh, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler Kenny Omega like wow like is he is a- not aged I would say but he's coming like he's got a new look like if you saw him here you would be like wow that's like Zach actually that's a better it's Zach Morris Kenny Omega <laughs> saved by the bell dude yes exactly he is very blonde and very very young cheeked this is uh, two years out from him uh, being PWG world champion. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's he's uh, he won it. He won the belt in two thousand and ten, and then this is two years after that. And I would say uh, Kenny, uh, not Kenny, Kota has not aged a day in over a decade, yeah. almost no. a decade in eight years. Yeah. He still looks he identical. Looks... Yeah. He is like a fine wine. Only gets better. There you go. All right. So Kenny is showered in ribbons upon making his entrance, and so is Ibushi. Both men shake hands. So do you know, like, were they just rivals at this point? Were they friends? Were they, like, was that something they just did in DDT? I, I, I think, I think, I, I'm not sure if they were not part of the tag team at this point. I don't, I think that the Golden Lovers were still going on at this point, but they definitely have always had a rivalry, a rivalry. So and the, Golden, a, the Golden Lovers to me feel like it was like a 2016, 27, like 2015, 2016, 2017 kind of deal. That was the return of them. Oh. They were, they were a tag, they were a very popular tag team in DDT, um, and they did some work in new Japan right around this time. Gotcha. Okay. So I only know the golden lovers from the new Japan portion. Yeah. And I just remember their shirt being super popular. I, and I, I watched that documentary, but I never really got into it as far as like the actual overall storyline or, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never got back and watched. So, so, after a ton of lockups and stuff, there's a fury of kicks and punches by both Ibushi, but Omega comes back with his own and enters the Hadouken from Street Fighter. 
Yes, this is back when Kenny Omega was much more into having moves named after wrestling or video game things um, in his arsenal. I mean, he still does this. Uh, if you watch his all, all Elite stuff, like the V-Trigger is like a Street Fighter thing, um, and the one in Winged Angel is a Sephiroth reference, but like back here um, in <clears throat> DDT, like every single one of his moves is like named after a video game. Did, did you see what? his little sexy tights with a little Omega logo and the one wing? <laughs> yes, I did. I uh, thought it was he cute. Also, he also has had tights that say Omega in the uh, space battleship Yamato um, font. Hell yes. Yeah. So Omega then starts working over the left arm with elbow smashes to it and then an arm drag to it. And then he applies a modified arm bar where he kind of just pulls it back. I, I don't know what you call that, but it was supposed to hurt. Abushi starts uh, hitting uh, uh, stiff kicks to the chest, but Omega comes back with one to the left arm to stop that. Omega then is knocked out of the ring. Abushi goes for a running moonsault off the top rope, but Omega stops him and puts him on the ring apron and then hits a German suplex to the ring apron. Which we all know is the hardest part of the ring. Yeah, but Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi were doing apron stuff before it was cool. Oh, okay. Like, it was Kenny Omega, Kevin Steen, and Kota Bushi and El Generico who were doing apron stuff, like, back in, like, 2010. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Abushi gets back to the ring at 5. Uh, Omega keeps working over Bushi, now focusing on the neck. And he hits a, hits a brain buster where Omega has to herk up Abushi. Omega then goes to the ring arm, uh, to the ring, goes after the arm, the right arm again, with an arm bar. But he turns into several pin attempts by Abushi, all for two counts. They start trading uh, forearms to the chin, but Omega finally hits one to the left arm to stop Abushi again. A huge power slam by Abushi. Follows up with a moonsault, but Kenny gets his knees up. Another two count by Omega after Ibushi went for uh, a dive and, did, and got drop kicked out of midair. Omega tries for a warning angel, but Ibushi uh, blocks it. They trade standing head scissors to each other, which I thought was funny because it's like they just stand up and do head scissors and then like, it's like, dang. Anything you can do, I can do better. Pretty much. Yeah. They trade standing head scissors to each other, and then Omega hits a land, uh, hits one that sends them to the outside. A springboard drop kick by Abushi, and then another on Omega. Omega now is on the ramp, on the outside. Uh, still on the ramp. Abushi hits a German suplex. To Omega on the ramp. Omega then slowly climbs back into the ring and eventually gets in at nine. Omega then hits a two after standing after a standing moonsault. Another German suplex to to Ibushi. Omega then hits a running front flip over the top rope to Ibushi on the floor. Omega takes Ibushi uh, through the crowd and they go to the back of the gym and then he throws him into the wall. Omega then starts climbing the scaffold, but Ibushi stops him, and then he points to the scaffold, and Ibushi starts climbing. He gets to the top, he gets to the second uh, row, or like the second 
uh, terrace of chairs. And Abushi hits a huge moonsault to Omega and a pile of young boys who were at ringside as well. Abushi comes up standing with a smile on his face as the ref, the ref admonishes him and yells at him to get back in the ring. Uh, back in the ring now, Omega just gets put on the top rope and he slips out and sends Abushi face first into the top rope and then he hits a running buckle power bomb. He doesn't transfer another German, but Omega hits a Lariat for a two. Uh, a bridging suplex by Omega for a two count on Abushi. Uh, Abushi that comes back with a single leg arm. The single oh sorry comes back with a high angle power bomb. I don't know what the hell I was trying to read. Um, Abushi then climbs to the top rope, but Omega is able to stop him from doing anything. And then he puts Abushi on his shoulders and then drops him onto the top rope. He then turns it into a German super a, a super German suplex for a two count. Yeah, that was Kenny Omega's old finishing maneuver called Kreutz Wrath. Again, another video game reference. Oh, dang. You need to pick up some more original stuff. <laughs> uh, Omega then goes for the top rope, but Abushi stops him. Omega's able to throw Abushi off, but Abushi gets back up and gets on the second rope. Abushi struggles out of a possible bo uh, back body drop off the top rope, and he hits a double handspring Pele kick to the back of Omega's head. Omega then on the top rope, and Abushi jumps up, gives him a, a, a head scissors to the outside. Omega then is surrounded by ring boys. Checking on him. Yeah, that was crazy. It was like a head scissors right off the top rope. The outside, they acted like he was dead. Mm -hmm. All the ring boys check on him. Thrash starts to count, and Omega is struggling to get to his feet, but he barely makes it in at 19. Omega slaps Ibushi, and Ibushi comes back with a roundhouse to the stomach. Omega hits another German to Ibushi, but he pops right back up. And then Ibushi hits a kick to the head, sending Omega down. Ibushi then climbs the top, goes for a, a twisting body splash, but rolls through. So he's trying to go for the Phoenix splash. Uh, but he rolls through it, and Omega comes back with a running knee to the head. Omega then hits a one-winged one angel for a two-count. Both men are on their knees. They trade forearms and chin punches. Both men then run and hit a lariat on each other. Once, and then twice, and then another Pele kick by Ibushi, and then another Lariat, but Omega ducks, turns it into a bridging German, into an arm bar in the center of the ring. The left arm is locked in, but Ibushi struggles to break free, but eventually does. Omega then carries Ibushi on his shoulders to the top rope, but Ibushi punches Omega until he relents, and he gets out. Kenny is lying on the top rope, but Ibushi deadlifts him, hits a wheelbarrow suplex, so that thing you said. Mm. I thought it was like a wheelbarrow something or another. What what did you call it? It's called the Phoenix Plex. It's basically a bridging backwards pile uh, power bomb. Well, it looks um, like he landed on his neck, so. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Kevin Steen uh, or Kevin Owens used to do a throwing version of this, where he basically get him into the position and then throw. The person back and release 
um, sometimes into a turnbuckle. Um, but Kota Ibushi's version looks um, much more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the move that uh, broke. Um, I believe it's the same move that broke. Um, TJ Wilson? No. Um, Hiromu Takahashi's neck. Oh. From, from Dragon Lee. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Abushi then gets to the top rope and he hits this Phoenix Splash for the win at like 39 minutes. Yeah, it's a long, a long match. match. But it was good. So the match basically broke down to Kenny was always getting the upper hand. He worked over the arm. And then finally, uh, Abushi got some offense in. But it was still a lot of Kenny Omega. But then you had these crazy high spots or just really athletic spots that took a lot out of both men. And then it was finally Abushi being able to hit his Phoenix Splash and pick up the win. What do you think of the match? Um, I th- I think that this is like one of their epic wars, and which is why I wanted to show it because it highlights both men uh, really well. Uh, it shows their respect for each other. The um, it had some like throwback things to some of like earlier parts of their career like when they did the backstage stuff with like moved salts off of the uh, catapult or um, scaffolding um that like kind of harkens back to kenny omega doing like wrestling outdoors back in canada sort of deal and mm. stuff like that so there, there was like little hints and things like that throughout this match about both of their careers um and it's just a it's just a really good um showing for both of them shows their both both of their strength and it highlights um what Kota Ibushi can do with a really good opponent whereas the last match highlights what Kota Ibushi could do by himself fair yeah I would agree it's a really good match a little long but it was still good uh all right well that's our two matches we have to review um, I mean, if there's something we should watch, let us know. Leave us comments, feedback, uh, reviewmania at gmail.com. Um, so, anything else you want to say about Kenny, uh, uh, Kota Ibushi? No, he's just, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. We stuck to kind of his early career prior to New Japan because a lot of his, uh, newer stuff has been seen by more people. Um, but he's just one of those people who has been consistently excellent for like the last decade plus. And, um, it's really good to see that he's finally getting, um, the recognition and where he should be. You know, the, the, the wrestlers have been off due to the coronavirus for these last couple of months. Their bodies mm. must be like amazing. Like they're all healed up. They're not hurt. I would hope. Well- yeah, well, I mean, New Japan, at the time of this recording, just had their first show back. Yeah, in three months. Three yeah, or four and... months. And I, I couldn't imagine being a wrestler and being like, I don't have to work for the next four months. I just got to keep in shape. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong, they probably miss it, but they got to be, like, feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really have to commend uh, New Japan's, uh, the way that they're handling uh, this whole pandemic, they stopped for three months, but they continued to pay everybody what they were going to pay them, regardless, which I think is 
a tremendous thing to do. Yeah. Especially in, in this industry where it's just, it's more like you don't get paid if you don't work. Um, and then when they had their matches back and they would have the tag matches, they kept everybody at a six feet distance. Nobody actually tagged each other. Um, they kind of just went back and forth as, you know, when it was their time to go into the ring, that sort of deal. Um, so they handled it in, in a way that a lot of them, that American companies aren't. And it's just really nice to see um, a company that actually cares about their uh, employees in, in, in that sort of way. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, not that, not that AEW doesn't because they're actually testing everybody, but there's a certain company, uh, that, uh, has been kind of falling on, uh, hard times recently. Um, actually a lot of companies have been falling on hard time recently. Yeah. Evolve is out of business now. Uh, well, yes. Evolve is out of business. I was more referring to the British wrestling scene. Uh, that too. Yeah that's going uh through a terrible terrible um series of scandals uh with a pretty what looks like to be at least half of the british wrestling um yeah <laughs> yeah not not, good. not um, good um and i i just want to say as as a as a as a podcast that we support the people who are speaking out and telling their stories and we're behind those people 100% yeah Definitely. Um, it's not good. People shouldn't have to do things or get threatened or be forced to do things they don't want to do just so yeah. they can make a livelihood. And uh, hopefully things get cleaned up. I mean, I, I feel like it's a tip of the iceberg, to be honest. But, yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, um, certain certain wrestlers that I've, I've wanted to actually do bonus episodes on um, – we're not going to do bonus episodes on anymore because uh, they are part of this and we're not going to support uh, them in any sort of way. Fair. Speaking of bonus yes. wrestlers, yes. it is your turn to pick. Yes, it is my turn to pick. So um, we have done... <laughs> Uh, Kota Ibushi most recently um, we have done a lot of people but I think I think the the person that we're going to do next we've done um, we've done Keiji Mudo but we have not done uh, Masahiro Chono we have not I have heard the and, name but I've and, never and so, yeah, so we're going to do another one of the three musketeers. We have we've done one. We have two left, so we're going to get uh, Masa Chono out of the way. Wait, was uh, Masa an FMW? Masa was not an FMW. He was in WCW though. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, that's where I know the name. Uh, who was I thinking was an FMW then? Oh, Hayabusa. That's it. Hayabusa. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know of Masahiro Chono from WCW. And then, wasn't he just in NXT like a couple years ago? Liger was in... Liger, uh, okay, I'm getting all my names mixed up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Well, there you go. Masahiro Chono. And he was in ECW, I think. No? No. No. I don't know. I feel Uh, like... Masato Tanaka was in ECW. Masahiro Chono. Okay. 
yeah. Getting all my people mixed up. <laughs> all right, Masahiro Chono. Yes. I'm excited to hear and learn more about this guy because I know the name. I just never saw him. I may have seen a match or two in WCW back in the day, but I don't know. He mostly he, he mostly fought Jericho. He was in the WCW NWO sold out pay per view. Uh, the one that was oh NWO that one yeah I've heard the reviews yeah. of that one and yeah yeah he he beat formed uh, new Ju- yeah formed new Japan Japan uh, NWO Japan not New Japan Japan <laughs> <laughs> NWO Japan it's hot in here. <laughs> All right. We'll be looking forward to that and look forward to our next WrestleMania 27 review coming up in the next couple weeks. We'll have that for you where we go to Atlanta, Georgia with Rock versus The Miz. Or excuse me, John Cena versus The Miz with Rock as a special guest uh, host. So... We're getting there, Rob, man. Rob, when I say yabba, you say dabba. Yeah. Yabba. Dabba. <laughs> ah, fucking hell. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Reviewmania.com. There you can find all our past episodes and all our WrestleMania reviews. Till next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs>